Hey guys, it's Robin from the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast. And I want to talk quickly about our good friends over at O'Neill Cinemas at Brickyard Square, just off of Route 101 in Epping, New Hampshire. Now, Sean and I on the podcast, we love to go and see our Star Wars films, but we also are just your average moviegoers, and we love to see animated films and really, really in-depth films over at O'Neill Cinemas. So they've done a wonderful job of promoting the podcast, and we're just returning the favor, and we really want you guys to go over to O'NeillCinemas.com and MovieTickets.com and get your tickets. They really know how to put on a show. So make sure to go over there, like their page on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and show them the love. You will go to the Deco Bus. Join me. Together, we can rule. Hey guys, happy 2017, and welcome back to the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Robin Vote, and sitting across from me is, well, he's always sitting across from me. I don't have to do a formal I could be introduction. Me, I could be sitting behind you. Oh, that's true. You could be sitting behind me. It's Mr. Sean Michaud. Sean, how is 2017 so far for you? Oh, it's been great so far. We've been, this, this year is going to be crazy for us, and we'll get to that till later, but we want to make a statement right now for Carrie Fisher, who she passed away on December 26th. I believe it was. Sorry if, if that date's wrong, but we want to pay our condolences and to all our family and also to Debbie Reynolds as, as well. Yeah, tough, tough time for us in the Star Wars community from all of us here at the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast Network, um, including Jedi Scavenger, Vintage Viewport, Mr. Scott Inch over in the UK. We all offer our condolences to the Carrie, well, to obviously Carrie Fisher's family and to the Reynolds family as well. It's been a tough time, I can imagine, for Billy Lord, her daughter. Daughter who has to deal with so much of this loss and everything. And within the Star Wars universe, as we all know, as a Star Wars community, we are interconnected with each other. It is important that we are able to express our feelings and feel the, this way for people who have become part of our lives, really, for right. our entire lives. It's it's so crucial. And from everybody here at the Podcast Network, we couldn't start off this podcast episode without mentioning it, especially now going into 2017 and everything. It's a really emotional it, time It's, it's going to be hard for, for the future for, of, of Leia and her and Carrie Fisher's role in the next in episode 8. And we just don't know what's going to happen or, or we're all going to miss her. So if we're talking about some of our favorite moments when it comes to Carrie Fisher and the character of Princess Leia, guys, knowing everything that has happened uh, in terms of Carrie Fisher and her passing and everything, we thought here at the podcast it'd be great to kick off episode 11 talking about our favorite Carrie Fisher and then Princess Leia moments. Now, Sean, I know you are a huge fan of Carrie Fisher as an actress. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite or maybe one specific favorite moment in terms of what Carrie Fisher has brought to all of us? Yeah, she, I, for me, I think Carrie Fisher had a great uh, humorous personality and I, I I loved her drive. Of She had uh, drug problems and, and all through her life of the of Star Wars and all, and her acting moments, but my favorite moment I think has to be when she, and during the Return of the Jedi, she used to go into RTD2s <laughs> R T D two's a little thing. body, I guess. Yeah, you could body. R T D two's body, but no. But after that, she started going to trash cans. To, oh, because it's kind of funny, but yeah. last time she did that was like for during the Force Awakens, right. and I just thought, when I saw the photo, it made me laugh. Yeah, and I just love her about. Yeah, she is just one of the best 
best figures in terms of just how to go about acting and being part of the Hollywood scene and just kind of, kind of like Mark Hamill does. Yeah, does. exactly. Very similar to Mark Hamill. She has picked up on that across her time as an actress, and I think having her mother, it's just amazing. She's been exposed to that her entire life, and it just and showed just, throughout just, her life. Yeah, just, she just brought it from, went from Debbie Reynolds to Carrie Fisher, and hopefully to Billy Lord, as she maybe she'll carry on the legacy of the Reynolds-slash-Fisher family. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see. I think, Sean, I have to admit, yours is really awesome. I think it's one of the highlights of her career, and I'm so glad you brought it up, because mm-hmm. just that whole trash can thing is just so, so cool, especially to a Star Wars and, and I, to, before you I'm still mad that she doesn't have a, a star on the Walk of Fame mm-hmm. at all my favorite Carrie Fisher moment as an actress has to be during Star Wars Celebration when of course Mr. Wicket the Ewok um, Warwick Davis, Davis himself came out with the <laughs> came out with the Ewok outfit on and tried to poke Carrie Fisher on the the couch and of course who's sitting right next to her but her trusty dog gary and he starts barking at him like he's an animal or something <laughs> and he starts running away and gary's well, like he technically is an animal he's the ewok <laughs> yeah exactly and he just starts barking at him and barking at him and carrie's just there like listen this is why i bring gary with me you know he's here to protect me from ewoks or warwick davis i i don't know why you'd want to be protected from warwick davis he seems like a nice guy and everything when he comes out with the staff and but everything, does I'm, gary know that yeah <laughs> No, Gary does not know that. That is a really good point. And that that just has to be one of my favorite Carrie Fisher moments in terms of basically how I've seen her within, you know, the Star Wars universe being at Celebration right. or anything else. It's just so cool to see what she has done for this universe and for the fans themselves. So if we're talking about Carrie Fisher moments, we got to talk about oh, her yeah. Princess Leia moments, oh, the moments yeah. on the screenshot. If you were to choose one of those Princess Leia moments, which one would it be? Well, we had a, a couple of days to think about this, and I think I, I came to a conclusion. I kind of have two a little. Let's. Uh, it's fun the same movie, so right. I'm going to choose my, fa- my favorite uh, Princess Leia or General Leia moment is in The Force Awakens when she hugs uh, Han before he dies from <laughs> Kylo Ren and just that moment it's not just a, a Leia a Han Solo moment it's more of a Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford moment which that's why I really like it and it just so seems so genuine and my other favorite moment is when when she came back and Ray and Leia she's like may the force be with you and they just hug and you see tears and yeah, it's very, very magical. It's one of those great, great moments. And it means so much now, Sean. I'm glad you brought that up because it now knowing Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford's relationship from her diaries and everything, from mm-hmm. a prin- the Princess Diaries book, which I have to say is a really good read and everything, mm-hmm. um, it means so much more to the fans now knowing that there was such a relationship built in there. And to see that played out on screen, I, I have to agree, Sean. That is a wonderful, wonderful Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia moment in terms of her relationship with Han Solo and how much it meant in the end seeing Han being killed off in the way that he was just those emotions with, within that scene is yeah. just absolutely amazing. I always amazing. ball my eyes, cry. And, it's just, and that's going to be even harder to watch again when I go watch it at home. Yeah, it is. It's one of those moments that Star Wars fans will always, always remember. So my favorite Princess Leia moment, of course, stems back to Mr. Wicket the Ewok himself from Return of the Jedi when they are on Endor and they are infiltrating the Imperial base. And just that moment when she's, of course, knocked off the speeder and she's kind of sitting there and Wicket comes over with the, with the spear and he's like, what the, what the, what the? 
That's impression. And he starts poking her and everything. And just that complete interaction between Wicket and herself, it's just, it shows Carrie Fisher's true self, I feel. The way that she projected herself as Princess Leia in that moment, I lost that it was Princess Leia. I saw Carrie Fisher more than I did see the Princess Leia character. That, that's, what, that's like me when I watched Force Awakens. I saw Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher hugging, not Han and Leia. Yeah, it's such a beautiful moment, and there are so many great moments within the Star Wars universe, like Sean's, you know, where we see her show Carrie Fisher more than not, the character. Not just in Force Awakens, a lot in the New Hope of Return of the Jedi, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and we see all of these great Leia moments, and everyone has a different one, and everyone needs to cherish and keep it in their memories. That's right. Yeah, no, Carrie Fisher truly is our princess. She is Princess Leia. It would be yeah. so hard, but I think when we think about the character of Princess Leia, always know her is Carrie Fisher and that's always how it's going to be. Forever our princess Carrie Fisher will always remember you. We love you. So, Sean, we got some interesting scoops for the Star Wars fans. Actually, we're recording this right now on January 11th, and we got a scoop earlier today. Our good friend Scott Inch over in the UK got it to me, actually, before I even saw some of the headlines here in the United Mm -hmm. States, and it is that Woody Harrelson, as we've reported, is going to be playing Han Solo's mentor in the new Han Solo anthology film. He is officially casted in this role confirmed confirmed from the brick city blockade star wars podcast woody harrelson in a star wars film that's how cool is this that's so interesting this i can't wait to see what he what roles he's gonna play yeah i mean we know now we know he's gonna be a han solo's mentor so yeah and there's a certain amount of comedy that woody harrelson brings to whatever project he's on we know he can be serious at times but woody harrelson the first thing that i can go back to is Cheers right. and just seeing him? I mean, we're oh, here from New show. England. Yeah, we're here from New England. We know about Cheers. We've been to Boston. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before. Just Woody Harrelson's character on there. Just the amount of comedy, but a certain amount of seriousness he brought to that show. That, um, that show had some serious. Where everybody knows your name. But Woody Harrelson is such a great choice for the role of Han Solo's mentor, just because of how he can carry comedy and carry that serious tone. At the same time, it's going to be so awesome to see him on screen. I feel like his character is going to be similar to uh, going to to one, my favorite movie with them is Zombieland. Oh yeah, and I think like I love his character in Zombieland, and remember how he plays plays out. I think he father of Emma Stone's character, right? Yeah, is that right? That sounds about right. I, th- I haven't seen that movie in a while. <laughs> it's been a couple years, but yeah, I think he, his character is going to be really interesting. Yeah, there's so much development. I think in terms of Woody Harrelson, I mean. He comes in as a full package. He was he was also in uh, the movie with Mio Kunis and oh Jennifer yes, that's Justin right. Timberlake, right? With Justin Timberlake, yes, he was. I can't remember the name of the movie right now, but no, but I mean, he's very recognizable when he's on screen, and he brings this kind of gravitas, you could say, yeah. to a film in terms nice of its comedy. Word. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been working on it. I've been working on it. I I'm just so curious to hear your thoughts on this, Sean. What do you think in terms of how much time we will see Woody Harrelson's character, this supposed mentor figure on screen do we do you think that we possibly see him just at the beginning of this film and then he's killed off at some point or do you think we'll see him placed throughout the film just as a real mentor figure to han solo and everything he's doing i mean i I think he his character will be fully on screen for like a long time not a long time but he's gonna be like of course a mentor of han Han solo so i don't think he's gonna be i see maybe he could be killed off maybe for han solo's 
development as his character and i don't know it'd be it'd be interesting to see how how this plays out in the new movie yeah and especially coming off of rogue one and everything and we saw felicity jones used and we saw riz ahmed and we saw diego luna i mean these are actors maybe really other than felicity jones that we really haven't seen in the star wars universe and we really haven't gotten a chance to know woody harrelson and uh, amelia clark and donald glover and Alden Ehrenreich, to a certain extent, are people that we know going into this film. By the way, off topic, congrats to Don Glover winning Golden Globes. Yes, yes, absolutely. We got to shout out our friends in the new Han Solo film when they get achievements outside of Star Wars movies and everything. That guy is a real Star Wars nerd. He knows that universe so much. When I saw him, like you said to me, when we saw him give his speech, it's kind of like a Billy D. Williams. Yeah, you're right. There was a real Billy D. Williams feel to his speech. And there's something also when it comes back to Woody Harrelson in terms of how he projects himself. I could totally see some of the stuff, some of the comedy he uses and really how Han Solo rubbed off on that because there's just, Woody Harrelson has a certain swag about him that I think Han Solo maybe had picked up on knowing that Woody Harrelson is playing his mentor. Dude, I bet some at some point from now, from ha- the Han Solo movie, Woody Harrelson is going to call Harrison Ford and ask him after <laughs> dinner and give him tips <laughs> how to be his mentor. <laughs> Alden Ehrenreich had to sit down and have a nice formal lunch with Harrison Ford. It would make sense that Woody Harrelson would sit down with Harrison Ford and say, listen, how do I mentor this character? Like, what, what are certain backstories or maybe some ways that I could project myself that makes sense in terms of really how to carry out his character as a mentor right so it's gonna be really fascinating to see how this plays out as we get closer and closer to 2018 it's a mat i can't it's amazing that we're going from boom 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 exactly i couldn't have said it any better so now we want to talk about episode eight after ryan johnson revealed the relationship between ray and luke and they're picking up right right after episode seven yeah it's that's such a great great idea it makes really no sense to skip ahead and ryan johnson even said in his talk I believe it was to another outlet that he said that he does not want to skip over three years. I don't want. I don't want to watch, <laughs> watch it skipped over three years. I would miss so much. Yeah, you would really want to know what Ray was doing when she was handing out the Snickers bar over to Luke, and she was really I it was telling a Twix. him. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe I said Twix in the no. last episode. I can't remember what fa- favorite candy bar it was. Just to see that relationship in that moment, because we know that Luke's looking at her. Like, uh-oh, there might be a little bit of something going on here that Ray has finally figured out how powerful she truly is. And it's just going to be so great instead of, like what Ryan Johnson said, skipping over that many years and losing that moment to pick up right at that moment and to say, see what happens between Luke and Ray. Maybe he's going to say something. I don't know. We, we don't know. I think... It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I think, who do you think is going to talk first, though? You talk first, I talk first. It'll be another one of those things, but it'll be, Ray, talk to me, or or Ray asks, are you Luke Skywalker? I think she knows it's Luke Skywalker. I don't know why she would ask that, but... No, that's an interesting point, because we know that she sees Luke as this real, like, this mythical person, uh, whatever she's heard as a child, and being on Jakku, that Luke is like this myth. He He's not somebody who she understood that existed until Han Solo ran into her and Finn and everything mm-hmm. on the Millennium Falcon. She didn't know any of this existed at that time until, of course, the Force awakened within her in Episode 7. So, in terms of Luke throughout this film, throughout Episode 8, it's going to be so fascinating to see his relationship with Rey, and how Rey develops as a Jedi Padawan. I would love to see once again. That was the one thing I really loved about the prequels, was Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship. Mm-hmm. The consistent, the just back and forth talk. The one always wanting to overthrow the other without really stepping out of bounds or anything. 
Just because they're equal within abilities in some ways. And I feel that where Luke is right now, he's a very powerful Jedi, don't get me wrong. But Rey could possibly be just as powerful. So in terms of a Padawan and, and their master being at an equal level, mm -hmm. like in the prequels with Anakin and Obi-Wan, it'd be so fascinating to see that relationship again and how they maybe even spark a little bit of humor in there as well. We don't want them to start off fighting each other like, <laughs> like Anakin and Obi-Wan did. No, that's so true. That would be a complete turnoff going into episode eight. So Sean... Please, no, no, no cut out hands again. <laughs> yeah, no limbs, please. Not just yet. So Sean... When we're talking about Luke showing up throughout this film, his presence throughout this film, I just would like to hear maybe just your spotlight on how we're going to see Luke throughout Episode 8, and how do you think he's going to be used in terms of maybe his knowledge of the Force, maybe things that he has explored being on Octu, why he went to Octu. We know that there's a certain significance to it possibly being the first Jedi Temple and everything. Mm -hmm. But just to get some backstory on that, how do you think that's going to play out with Luke? Well, I think his character, uh, Luke's going to be, uh, it's gonna, he's going to be one of the biggest main characters in this. He's going to overshadow Han Solo, of course, because he's dead. But no, I think we're going to get a lot of answers from why he was on Octo and, and maybe, maybe he knows the answers to who his parents are. Maybe he, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're being very careful in terms of no, how you're going to say the lineage. No, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. We're going to get a lot of answers, and I don't see Ryan Johnson as being the director who wants to just take his willy-nilly time telling us these answers. I think he's going to tell us right off the bat, what's where? why was Luke on Octu? What was the purpose of that? And everything that happened with R2-D2 suddenly waking up, and suddenly the map is there and everything. I mean, there's, there's so much backstory that Episode 7 gave us that I think episode eight has to explain early on to keep the fans interested and then surprise us the rest of the way through. Give us something different. We've seen the shots from Dubrovnik, Croatia, mm -hmm. those great city scenes and everything. And some of those actors, there seems to be a boat scene where they're out on the water. I mean, there's so much cool stuff in this film and in terms of filming locations that I just, I don't want to be exposed to that early on. I want to get a little bit of backstory first right and then get exposed to the rest of this universe as we go along. I, I would love to see how to see how Ryan, uh, Ryan Jones is going to play, how powerful Luke's going to be back from the Return of the Jedi. See how powerful he is and carry on to Rey. Yeah, no, that's interesting because we knew that his training with Yoda brought him to a very different place in Return of the Jedi and, and of course, with Yoda's passing and everything. I feel that Yoda told him so much about his true potential that Luke is somebody, obviously we know he is one of the keys to turning his father um, and really finding the good within him. And alone, uh, there are very few Jedi, if any, that are able to sense that within somebody and to try to turn them like that. I mean, even Anakin Skywalker didn't have the ability to change people's minds at all. No. He never could change Padme's perspective on everything. He tried to convince her on Mustafar to come and join and to rule the galaxy mm -hmm. as husband and wife and everything. And it just didn't work. And he was one of the most, if not the most, powerful Jedi at that time. So that really sets Luke quite apart from everybody else in terms mm -hmm. of his power and everything. And to have and that... Then, and Obi-Wan Obi couldn't do it to Anakin. And we and we see that in the A New Hope too. And see how powerful he was in A New Hope. And now, now let's see what, what happens to Luke. Yeah, Luke, Luke is going to be extremely interesting. I could easily see him being a power 
figure in this film and just to expose Ray to the true power of the force. Do you force. think we're going to see him any fighting from him or anything or using his lightsaber? Oh yes, I definitely think it, I think for fan purposes we've seen it with Rogue One coming out of this film. It was truly a fan film. We saw Vader using his lightsaber. No mm-hmm. spoilers at this point. If you haven't seen it, turn this thing off right now. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see it. Oh, oh Sean. I was no. there opening night with you. Were you I not know. paying attention? Oh, okay. Sorry. I know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> just we've gotten a lot of fan stuff from Rogue One, and it was really fan appealing. I see Episode Eight taking that same darker tone from Rogue One and that same fan appeal and saying, listen, we're going to give you Luke with the lightsaber. We're going to give you <laughs> Luke taking out First Order Stormtroopers and everything. And I, I would just love to see that side of the Force exposed once again, especially coming out of Rogue One and Vader's last scene there. I think you have to piggyback off of that and give fans that immediate gratification, whether it's at the beginning or at the middle of the film. It's got to be there because the fans are there to see Luke Skywalker. Maybe we'll see him fighting with Rey against the Knights of Ren, maybe. Interesting concept. I think you brought that up in a past episode, and I think it's really important to keep that discussion going, Sean, and I'm glad you brought that up Mm -hmm. because that would be an awesome scene to see right at the beginning. We've talked about it, you and I personally. Well, that's not going to be at the beginning, beginning. Yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to see that at the beginning, though, to see a battle I mean, maybe right after. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I think, yeah, we can't really be thrown into that early on. We have to maybe maybe work into it. Kylo Ren with his new ship coming oh, down. Oh, interesting point. You guys can go over to brickcityblockade.blogspot.com. We'll have an image of that new Kylo Ren flagship that's going to be up. That is really, really cool. Make sure to go over there for all your Star Wars scoops and everything. Sean, Episode 8 is coming up around the corner. It is coming up in December of this year. Yeah. I'm so excited for this film. For I Luke wish it was Skywalker earlier, but I guess we'll, we'll wait. Yeah, we have to wait, I guess, you know. We've done it before. (laughs) It's nothing new to us. So we're very excited, Sean and I, for episode eight. Any last thoughts, Sean, in terms of Luke Skywalker in this film? Or maybe even Rey's progression once she knows how powerful Luke Skywalker is? I I always like to see how, like you said, her progression and see how powerful she becomes. Maybe we'll see a, a, have like a fight or, like I said, maybe Rey will be going to the Sith, maybe. So guys, we got some awesome, awesome Brick City Blockade Podcast Network events coming up. One of them just right around the corner on February 25th and 26th. That's a Saturday and Sunday up in Plymouth, New Hampshire at the Common Man Inn. It's the first ever White Mountain Comic-Con, Sean. It's going to be a ton of fun. The Brick City Blockade Podcast Network is going to be there. Oh, my goodness. And we we do have a special guest that will be showing up. Is Nalina Krishan, who plays the Miralan character, Bear Sophie in Attack of the Clones. Episode 2, yeah. It's going to be so cool to have her there. Things that I've heard about having her just at any event. She is a wonderful, wonderful actress. I loved her as Bear Sophie. There were even some cutscenes from Attack of the Clones that I wish made it into the final cuts of the film that she was in. But just a great, great I, I, I wish she, she didn't voice the, in uh, uh, the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I wish she did, but she probably had other priorities, maybe. But it would be good to see her. Yeah, it's so awesome to have her attached to this event. We're going to welcome her in New Hampshire to White Mountain Comic Con. That's right, again, right off of Route 93 at the Common Man in White Mountain Comic Con, February 25th and 26th. The Brick City Blockade actually has two panels scheduled mm-hmm. for that day. We're going to have, of course... Part of the Future of Star Wars Tour 2017, our Future of Star Wars panel. Sean and I will be talking about the Star Wars universe, everything happening 
everything that's coming forward, stuff in the mm-hmm. near future, things in the far future when future. it comes to <laughs> everything when it comes to Star Wars. And of course, we have our friends from Vintage Viewport and JediScavenger.com, Mr. Christopher Letty and Brian Fontaine. They're going to be talking about Star Wars collecting. It's going to be the Star Wars collecting panel that's going to be a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of fun, especially for all you Black Series fans and vintage Kenner figure fans. Just any any Star Wars collectibles. Any Star Wars collectibles whatsoever. You guys are going to be fully covered at White Mountain Comic Con this year. Again, I'm going to say it again so you don't forget about it. Go over don't to Facebook. Forget. Go in RSVP to the event. Make sure to go over to Twitter. Follow everything going on using the hashtag WhiteMountainCC. And you can also go WMCC on Twitter. Everything going on. Also, Sean, we got a great event. Mm-hmm. AvonCon in Avon, Connecticut this April. April 11th. It's a Saturday. We're going to head down. And we're going to talk, of course, part of our future Star Wars tour. Villains. The rise of the villains. Villains, 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 villains. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, we're going to be talking about villains, guys. So, Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, Maul, Thrawn, any, anyone we could think of. That's right. We are returning to Connecticut after from being at Hartford Comic Con last year. We are coming back to the Connecticut area, the greater Hartford area, and it's going to be so awesome to reconnect. I know I am originally from Connecticut with my Connecticutes. If that was actually a word, it just is. It is something that I have to now brand. But it's going to be a lot of fun, Sean. Avon Con mm-hmm. is going to be at the uh, Avon Free Public Library. It's going to, I mean, they're talking about some serious numbers coming out for yeah. this, and we are going to put on a show for this event. It's yeah, going to be a ton it's of fun. Gonna be, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a tons of crazy fun, so hope we get we see you guys there. So Yeah, any stop that we're going to make on the Future of Star Wars tour this year, we will let you know. It will be up on the website. We have confirmed White Mountain Comic Con, we have confirmed Avon Con, and we got some awesome, awesome events planned for you guys you will have those very soon and you guys can follow us on twitter on facebook you can like our page go over to twitter again make sure to follow us at brick city swpc make sure to follow our friends brian and chris also send our friend request over to mr scott inch from Mm -hmm. the uk our canon insider and really our star wars scoop insider from the uk and don't forget we did we started a tumblr page too so go follow us us there yeah make sure to go over to tumblr i love having that page up sean sean is our tumblr man he knows what to do with tumblr and how to get fans on there send questions submit photos fan art or questions you'll want to ask us anything and we'll answer you on on twitter or on tumblr or we'll, we'll make it maybe we'll make a special guest on on the show or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd love to sit down with other Star Wars fans and talk with them about this galaxy far, far away. It is so great. Well, Sean, we've gotten to the part of the show. Brian Fontaine likes to call it. This little name is called Plug Time. Plug Time. Where can the good people follow you, Mr. Sean Michaud, on f- social media? You can follow me on Instagram at Zone2434. Follow me at Sean Michaud one on Twitter. Send me on on Facebook and check out my music on Zone Z on SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Yeah, we love having Sean's music. If you guys listen to Mr. Scott Inch's view interview with me, uh, talking about the Star Wars universe, I'm talking Star Wars. Just that intro, that Ray's beat, we reposted it, it, it on it's, our SoundCloud. It's called Ray's theme beat. So if you want to check that out, go go to my SoundCloud page. It's so. the official sound of the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. It sounds so awesome. Make sure to follow this man. Make sure 
sure to subscribe to everything that he's doing. Some awesome, awesome music that he is putting forward. Where can they find you? They can follow me, Robin Vote, over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. You can also send me that friend request on Facebook. Like my official page on Facebook for everything going on in the Star Wars universe. Also, you guys can go over to Instagram. Follow my account. I got some cool pictures up there. Also, again, I don't want to forget, I want to mention the Brick City Blockade blog spot page. Sean and I are regular contributors as we're part of the podcast to that page. So we like to post articles that we find out about the Star Wars universe on there. Most of mine, I have an upcoming article that I'm working on. It is the focus of the Star Wars natural universe and how Jedis and how we're going to see force trees and kyber crystals play out in episode 8 and going into the future of Star Wars Mm -hmm. and the new trilogy and whatever Disney plans on doing with this franchise. Well, Sean, we come to the end of another great episode of the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast. Thank you guys for listening. It's always sad at the end of the episode, but it'll be next time. We will catch you guys guys. next time on the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast. May the force be with you. Always.